by virtue of our baptisms, you and I are prophets for Jesus. And it's a very tough job. Prophets are persons whom God has chosen to deliver a message to a group of people in a certain time. God used prophets to speak to us throughout history, and through them, God delivered challenging messages that were often very hard for people to hear. People often killed the messengers because they did not like the message, even if the message ultimately really was good and true. We just heard a passage from the prophet Jeremiah. Now, Jeremiah lived in Jerusalem about 600 B.C., and God asked him to call his people to repentance. You know, they'd been breaking God's law to keep the Sabbath holy, and some of them had been offering worship to foreign false gods, even offering child sacrifice to these false gods. Jeremiah was then tasked by God to warn the people that if they did not repent, Jerusalem and the kingdom would be destroyed. Now, the people hated Jeremiah because of these warnings. For his trouble, he was arrested, beaten, placed in the stocks, and so on. And in the verses preceding the ones we just heard in our reading, Jeremiah said this, All day long I am an object of laughter. Everyone mocks me. The word of the Lord has brought me reproach and derision all day long. I say, I will not mention him. I will no longer speak in his name. But then it is as if fire is burning in my heart, imprisoned in my bones. I grow weary holding back. I cannot. He wanted to give up. I will no longer speak in his name, he said. He won't speak for God anymore. It's too hard. But that didn't work. He felt compelled to speak. He couldn't rest until he shared God's warnings. Then, in today's verses, while he was still being hunted by God's enemies, Jeremiah admitted he still had confidence that God would prevail somehow, even though things looked rather bleak. He wrote, The Lord is with me like a mighty champion. My persecutors will stumble. They will not triumph. In their failure, they will be put to utter shame, to lasting, unforgettable confusion. He trusted that God would be victorious. And he was right. Jeremiah's warnings proved true. They didn't repent. And Babylon came and conquered the kingdom of Judah. And the kingdom was destroyed. People were taken from their homes into exile in Babylon. They suffered the effects of their faithlessness, just as Jeremiah had warned. Now, if we look at our psalm today, we see the same message. Just like Jeremiah, the psalmist prayed to God, saying, For your sake I bear insult, and shame covers my face. I have become an outcast to my brothers, a stranger to my mother's children, because zeal for your house consumes me, and the insults of those who blaspheme you fall upon me. Nothing changes, does it? 
Jeremiah spoke to a godless kingdom. We baptized Christians speak on behalf of God to an ever more godless nation as well. Jeremiah opposed pagan worship that sometimes included child sacrifice. Faithful Catholics today are compelled to speak up against the horrors of abortion, the killing of innocent children. It's been one year since Roe v. Wade was overturned, which is very good. But rather than celebrate life, support women and their children, and strengthen families, to mark the anniversary, our president issued an executive order to somehow, and don't really understand all this, but to somehow expand access to abortion-causing drugs, pushing to get them into the hands of women and girls everywhere. And still, right, depending on the state, millions of children are sacrificed instead of loved and cared for. It seems half of our country worships at the altar of Planned Parenthood, including so-called Catholic politicians. We preach life, and like Jeremiah, we're hated for it. We speak, too, about the realities of marriage as a beautiful thing, a beautiful sacrament between one man and one woman for life, a sacrament that builds up a good and virtuous society and culture. We speak about the sinful nature of homosexual actions, of course, upholding the dignity of people who are inclined to those actions. I mean, God loves such persons, so should we. Um, there is a distinction between sin and sinner, and we are all sinners loved by God. But every sin, not just homosexual sins, but every sin is harmful. It's damning. It leads to hell. It's not to be condoned, promoted, or celebrated. We also, I hope, speak up about the dangers of gender ideology and the harms it is doing to young people. We proclaim the beautiful truth of the complementarity of the sexes, and so on. And what happens? We're ridiculed for all of this. There is no tolerance in our society for timeless truths about the human person, about sin, about death and judgment. Uh, salvation history shows this never ends well. There are consequences for leaving God behind and denying our God-given human nature. And I think if we're honest, we see these effects already in our own families, in our own schools, our own communities. There are so many problems in society that flow from this rejection of God and our human nature. So what are we to do then? Give up? You know, just go with the flow? Get with the times? No. Jesus said it very clearly. Fear no one. What God speaks to us in his word, we are to proclaim on the housetops, regardless of how unpopular the message is. We are not to be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. So we will be hated, but we aren't hated by the one who matters most, God himself. On the contrary, recall what Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount in the Beatitudes. Blessed are you when men revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven.
For so men persecuted the prophets who were before you. And in today's gospel, we're reminded that our Father in heaven knows us deeply, even to the number of hairs on our head, and that he cares for us, that he's faithful. But if we are, if we are not faithful, well, Jesus also warned us at the end of today's gospel that whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my heavenly Father. This is why the gospel needs to burn within us. We cannot keep silent We cannot deny the Lord before others because we do not want to be denied by him at our judgment day. So as we vote, as we converse with one another online, as we teach our children, as we go to work in our jobs or we go to school, we must be faithful first and foremost to Jesus Christ and to the truth about our human nature. These days, this might actually cost us our job. It might cost us some friends. It may even, in a worst-case scenario, cost us our very lives. It may actually come to that, even in the United States. But even if that happens, let's try to remember, as Jesus said, fear no one. If we die in God's grace as martyrs, well, then our reward is heaven. With Jeremiah, let us remember the faithfulness of God that The Lord is with me. Like a mighty champion, my persecutors will stumble. They will not triumph. In their failure, they will be put to utter shame, to lasting, unforgettable confusion. And we all have the strength to say faithful to Jesus Christ and proclaim him to this world that we live in, that while it hates him, it needs him more than it knows. Amen.